Symphony of Shadows. Second Movement, Fiume Distel, Twisting Rivers, Phrase 2. Woods lay prone on the edge of the canyon. He had no binoculars, but Lieutenant Rashid shared a vid feed of his view, which had a clear zoom. The river cut a path through the stone, worn away by the slow, inevitable motion of the water. The purple mountain rose up from the other side of the canyon, with all the majesty of caped royalty sitting on a throne. Veins of the strange crystal coursed through the exposed rock, glittering through the interrupted light caused by the clouds forming above. Rain was coming. Of that, Woods was sure. We should keep moving, said Cybel, who kneeled beside Woods. We're close, but I think we need to continue down a ways. I don't see where the signal could have originated, and there's no sign of red. Yet. Woods nodded and stood. Their merry band continued to follow the river, which snaked its way around the mountain on the other side. Over there, one of Cybele's crew pointed across the canyon to the other side. Woods could see stairs cut into the stone, winding down to the floor of the canyon. This startled Woods considerably. What are those doing here? It was entirely possible that for the short time the crew of the Dawnbreaker was here that they carved these steps out of the stone, but he found that unlikely. A ladder would have sufficed, or even a simple elevator. Woods didn't have time enough to dwell on what those steps meant, as his eyes followed along the path, where he could just barely make out what looked like two smaller ships. Perhaps escape pods. It was hard to tell, as they seemed in heavy disrepair. Lieutenant Rashid zoomed in on one of them, and Woods considered. We need to get down there, he said. Cybele shook his head. Not yet. Smells like an ambush to me. We'll need to get to the other side for a closer look, and that'll leave us exposed. If Knox sends some of his crew here, it's best we wait them out. Still not convinced Red isn't somewhere close either. I would not have expected prudence from the rapacious Captain Cybell. Cybell smirked. We should continue moving. See if we see anything. Woods looked to Lieutenant Rashid. Can you scan the surroundings? See what life may be around. Lieutenant shook his head. No, sir. We're experiencing a lot of interference around the mountain. This whole area is sparkling with noise. Cybele's glowing eyes seemed to blink, searching around. Red'll be close, then. He continued walking, joining his crew and whispering to them. Sir, said the lieutenant. Ranger Gonzalez just sent a message. Is she all right? asked Woods. They could sure use the extra support. Says her helmet was severely damaged, so she could only send text. Her suit's banged up pretty good, but she's captured Red and one of her dogs. She's heading here now, following the river. She's got one of the cruisers, too, but the engine's blown to shit, so she's riding it down the river. Woods, Cybele whisper shouted. He turned to see Cybele pointing towards the other side of the canyon. He ran to meet him, getting prone once again, and looked below. He could see a bulky woman dressed in black, an assault rifle pointed downward, but ready for action. Who's that? asked Woods. Knox is number two, Gerta. She's the muscle, but no fool. If Knox sent her, things must be serious. Why is she alone? Cybele pointed to the left of her. 
You probably can't see it from here, but there's a cave over there. She's not alone. Look. Sabelle's finger followed a thin line up the canyon wall, where he could see wiring that led to a solar panel. When did they have time to set that up? And why? Lieutenant, alert Ranger Gonzalez that we found them and to approach with caution. In fact, she should probably hang back. Ranger Gonzalez? asked Sybelle. She. Woods paused, still looking at the cave. Suddenly, people filtered out. Lieutenant, zoom in. Woods couldn't believe his eyes. Is that... Knox? Woods, what were you saying about Ranger Gonzalez? Barked Sybelle. She's captured Red. She'll be here momentarily. We need to run. Sybelle stood, motioning to his crew. What? Why? Asked Woods, remaining in position. She's here. Sybelle ran at an inhuman speed. Sir, we've spotted Ranger Gonzalez, Lieutenant Rashid reported. She's not responded to our messages. Woods looked to the other end of the river and could see one of Red's cruisers coming around the bend. What is she doing? She's going to alert. Before Woods could finish the thought, the cruiser was flying through the air towards them. Lieutenant Rashid jumped atop Woods. The ship exploded as it struck the side of the canyon wall. Woods' ears rang. He couldn't breathe with the weight of the Nova atop him. Suddenly, the world lurched as the earth shifted below while the Nova stood and pulled him to his feet. Before he could catch his balance, he'd fallen again while lasers rained down from the sky. Woods was already close to the edge when everything started blowing up. The ground below him tilted, forcing him to balance. Somehow, he pressed himself upward and ran. Every second that passed, the incline increased. His legs burned. Lasers peppered behind him, forcing him to zigzag, wasting valuable energy. He was almost to the edge. He was going to need to jump. It was further than any human could jump. Didn't matter. It was jump or die, so he pushed through, flinging himself desperately across the forming chasm of cracked rock. His arms windmilled, his legs pumped as if that would propel him across. He extended an arm out hopelessly, still a few feet away from the opposite ledge. Wood's body jerked as something grabbed the back of his jacket and yanked him up. Whatever it was threw him forward onto the ledge as something exploded behind him, the heat of it pressing against his back. He looked up to find Cybele there, a hand raised. Follow me. That slippery motherfucker, Red shouted to herself as Woods scrambled away with Cybele. There was no time for that now, though. If she could handle these Novas, the rest would fall into place. She was sure of that. Red had rigged the cruiser's downward thrusters to eject itself against the canyon wall after she'd picked up their location. Now she watched as the land fissured away and was crashing down to the river. Better than she could have ever hoped. Below her, she continued accosting them with lasers. They were useless until she was able to destroy the Nova's light shields, but it didn't matter. It was meant to confuse. It worked, too. That Nova had exposed himself to save Woods in a well-placed grenade by Red destroyed the thrusters. The suit, no longer able to fly, sputtered down the fissure and crumpled against a particularly jagged rock. The suit wasn't impaled exactly, but whoever was in that thing probably had a broken back. That left two more. For some reason, neither of them were using their lasers against her, 
probably trying to take her out as quick as they could with material, which they shot at her liberally. Problem was, she held the high ground as the separated stone fell into the canyon, further cramping the space. Like shooting rats in a hole, thought Red. She maneuvered above the two Novas and tossed down a grenade, right as they were trying to take flight. The falling grenade caught them in that awkward moment between being grounded and being in the air. One of them raised their gun and shot at the grenade, but it was already too close. They were both tossed against the ground at the same moment that separated Earth finally crashed into the river below. This sent the two Novas spinning and then crushed under large rocks. Red could see one of them was already pushing its way out, so she moved closer and switched to material explosive rounds. As the Nova's hand appeared from under the wreckage, Red took aim and fired once she could see the helmet. The equipment was tough, but there were only so many hits any hard object could take against explosive shells. After a couple shots, the Nova's head popped like a pimple. That left only one. Red turned her attention to the warrior, his bottom half crushed under an enormous boulder. Still, he fought, unloading a barrage of material at her. It was a pathetic attempt, as she strafed to the right out of the Nova's sightline, using her thrusters. She spun around to survey the area. She'd caused a right mess and was damn proud of it. Out the corner of her eye, she noticed a flicker of light. Reacting by pure instinct, she turned and moved laterally in the air as a bullet screeched by her. Another shot rang out, but she wasn't so lucky this time. The bullet clipped her jets, and now she was spinning out of control. To the ground. Back into the sightline of the Nova. Red flung her gun forward, lining up the shot as the Nova came into view. Pop, pop. She got off two shots, but not before the Nova had shot a grenade. It arced toward her and exploded as she fell. The force tossed her sideways abruptly and she crashed into the river. Red's useless helmet immediately filled with water and she sunk down. The flotation bags deployed, bringing her to the surface, but bullets started piercing the water and a few of them were punctured. Red hadn't had time to get a breath, but if she remained floating, they'd take her head off. Instead, she gambled and deflated the other airbags. The weight of the suit dragged her to the bottom of the rushing river. She looked around desperately for an option, her body thirsty for a breath. Save the ammo. Cybele held up his hand. His crew stopped shooting. I can't believe she stole a Nova suit, Cybele thought to himself, then reconsidered. If anyone were to do it, it would be Red. Derby, follow the river north. See if she comes out further down. He looked to Woods. Might be taking her lives no longer an option. We'll manage. We should make our way down there. One of the Novas may still be alive. Wishful thinking, Cybele scoffed. Even if they aren't, we need to get down there and cross to the other side. We could still capture Knox. And how are we supposed to do that? asked Cybele. The fallen cliff, look at it. Cybele followed the ruptured earth down to the floor of the canyon. I bet we could climb down from over there and cross over the rocks. Cybele zoomed in his vision to investigate. It would be possible, but it would also leave them exposed, and Cybele could fly. If Red did suddenly reappear, they could be in trouble. Never should have brought those fucking Novas along. Then again, Derby had taken out Red's thrusters, and they had pinned her down. It might be worth it to flank her, and not everyone could fly like he could. Cybele had plenty of armor-piercing material left as well, and the Nova armor could only withstand so much. You and you with me, 
Hugo Cybele's crew stood, weapons raised. The rest of you maintain positions and cover us. Together, they slowly climbed down the wreckage, careful to not slip on a loose rock. At the bottom, they found one of the Novas, which Cybele recognized as Lieutenant Rashid. Lieutenant, are you conscious? asked Woods. Sir, I think I'm paralyzed. I can't move my legs. When we get back to the stallion, I can help you with that, Cybele said, not entirely kidding. The lieutenant ignored him. Sir, my suit, it's pretty banged up, but it's still functioning, and I barely had a chance to use any of my ammo. You should take it. You'll make better use. I couldn't do that. We need to get you out of here. The lieutenant lifted his arm and removed his helmet. He was smiling, and then he coughed up blood. To where, sir? We're stuck here. I won't leave you behind, shouted Woods. The lieutenant pressed something in his suit, and it opened up. Cybele scanned the area. They couldn't stay here long. Any sight of her, he said in his comms. No, she must have slipped us somehow. Or she sunk to the bottom of the river and drowned. Cybele doubted it, but it also wasn't worth the risk. Woods was still playing at the good guy with the lieutenant. We don't have time for this shit. Cybele grabbed the lieutenant with his clawed hand and dragged him out of the suit. Cybele had to give the man credit. He only grunted slightly at the pain, not the scream he would have expected. Get in or one of us will. Cybele growled at Woods. Woods looked about. We are not leaving him. Then get in there and you carry him. Woods nodded and entered the suit. A moment later it closed around him and he locked in the helmet. Sabelle handed over the lieutenant and Woods took him like an oversized baby, cradling him in the suit's arms. Together they walked over to where they had seen Knox and his crew earlier at the cave entrance. Problem was, there was no cave entrance. Not anymore, at least. The whole thing was caved in and there was no telling how far. What do we do, sir? One of Sabelle's crew asked. Fuck if we're gonna dig this out. They wouldn't have trapped themselves in there if there was no other way out. Derby, he said over the comms. Haven't seen her, sir, he responded. Not that. The entrance was blown to shit and I need you to get eyes on the area. See if there are any other places Knox could have slipped out. Yes, sir. Releasing the drone. A moment later, a vid feed appeared over Cybele's vision. He watched as the drone searched along the river, but there was nothing. Must come out on top, then. Cybele said to no one in particular. Derby, keep searching. We're going to make our way up. Yes, sir. Cybele led them at a run, back over the shattered rocks and towards the stairs on this side of the canyon. Red willed herself not to breathe. Every fiber of her being was begging her to open her mouth and inhale. Fuck you, she kept shouting in her head. She walked along the bottom of the river, against the force of the stream which kept pushing her off balance. She moved perpendicular to the current towards the edge. She thought she could make something out not too far away, probably a hallucination, but she didn't have any better options. Once she got to the wall, she felt at it, and to her utter disbelief, she found a hole there, perhaps a little more than a meter in diameter. She looked up, considering if it was worth grabbing one more breath, but decided against it. Cybele's crew had some crack shot perched high above with who knew what sort of cyborg mods. Red gave a little prayer to the gods, 
filled with more curses than blessing, and flung herself into the hole. The bulky Nova suit just barely fit with some space to spare, but if the space got any smaller, she'd be stuck. I will not fucking drown, not now, not here. She clawed her way up the hole frantically. Any moment her body was going to fail her and force her to take a breath. In utter defiance, she let out an underwater roar, bellowing the little air still in her lungs outward as she pressed her way doggedly through the darkness. Water entered her lungs a moment later, unable to stop herself from taking a breath. Panic took her, but she forced it away, her mantra, fuck, fueling her survival. Her head wasn't working anymore. No more thoughts, only the movement of her legs, until those stopped. Then only the movement of her hands, but those stopped, as her chest was on fire and her brain slowed to a crawl. She fought with everything she had. Just a little fucking more. Red burst upwards and out of the water. She immediately began coughing and retching uncontrollably. Then she fell beneath the water again. She flung a hand outwards towards something to grab and fumbled against a rock. She managed to engage the airbags which pushed her upwards. She lay there, coughing uncontrollably while she floated in the water. When she was finally able to breathe again, she opened her eyes to find someone standing above her, pointing an assault rifle at her face. Fancy meeting you here, said Goethe. You want to tell me how you got yourself a Nova suit, Red? Red smiled. You got something to drink? Goethe placed the barrel of the gun in Red's mouth. I sure do. Symphony of Shadows is a production of Synapse Radio. Written, produced, and performed by J.S. Rose. Follow us on Instagram at Synapse Radio and Twitter at Connect2Synapse. That's the number two. Or visit our website for all things awesome, synapse-radio.com. Synapse Radio.